the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information and talk about financial news, whether that may be relevant to you, whether you're working or already in your retirement years. Um, We're sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team has been helping people in the greater Cleveland area now for more than 36 years through unbiased, objective advice and analysis. What we do is financial modeling and number crunching. We don't do investments. Our clients either have an existing investment advisor, they do it themselves, or they have a company plan that they're happy with. Um, What we do is give people clarity on spending, inflation, um, how to create the income they need as tax efficiently as possible, how to use opportunities in the complicated tax code and avoid potential traps. This is a time of year where we're really focused on tax efficient IRA company distribution planning, Roth conversions, helping people with qualified charitable um, distributions, and also, you know, keeping people under different thresholds, whether it's a certain tax bracket or where their capital gains rates are going to be taxed. Or um, we've talked on the show on pushing you through another Medicare uh, IRMA adjustment where it costs you higher amounts in Medicare premiums, even though it's not a tax, it's still um, driven by your tax return. And we also help people on spending, whether it's are you underspending, overspending, and are you worried about inflation, uh, potential recession, um, future tax increases, and what can you do now um, so that you're in a better position, or if the worst case happens, you know how to adjust. And we offer a free consultation. If somebody wants to look at our process and see how we're different, we'll actually either, we can talk general concepts, or if you're willing to fill out a two-page worksheet, we'll fill out and show you preliminary analysis and how our process works. It'll identify potential problems, you know, things that you might have been worried about you shouldn't be or things that you didn't even know should be a worried are. Uh, We do those free consultations by phone or in person. If you want to take advantage of it, you can give us a call or send an email. I know that um, with the holidays coming up, people get busy. We're still scheduling in December, but I do have people asking and we are scheduling the first quarter of 2024. We can do that again by phone or in person. So you can call the office. We will call you back on Monday at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. I also wanted to mention, if you go to the website, if you sign up for our newsletter, we have a new format, which I've been lucky enough um, 
to partner with a group and we can now have access to articles in that newsletter from the Wall Street, Forbes, Barron's, a lot of good resources that people typically have to pay um, subscriptions for, but we try to, at least there's going to be four to six articles a week. If you want to sign up, it's free and give you relevant, good information. So you can, on the website, you can click on newsletter and sign up and you can do that for free. And that's financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly here this morning. All right. Thanks, Curry. So you mentioned a lot of things in your intro there, a lot of the hot buttons, right? The inflation, recession, um, year-end planning, uh, stock stock market risk, and, and all those things continue to grab headlines or what I sometimes call shock lines. And a lot of people make knee-jerk reactions, um, when they when they see those shock lines, and that's what we try to you know help our clients understand that you know you don't get too caught up in the headlines, or more importantly, work on your own plan. Right, we're very active planners at the estate planning team, and a good financial planning a lot of times it's anticipating what the next future downturn could be as opposed to just making a knee jerk reaction after it's already happened and in that case you often miss opportunities or you because you need cash flow you might end up creating more problems or a bigger problem than needed to be so it it's really saying good planning you've already anticipated uh, what that next, you know, thing could be that that you're concerned that could derail whether you're planning to retire in the next, you know, year, two years, three years, or if you're already retired and now you're concerned that this next economic downturn is going to derail that retirement, right? Um, so, so that's where we get back to the the planning process. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. You know, this is the time, a lot of times we talk about year-end planning and looking for the opportunities. And it's other, another thing we always tell our clients is, you know, what you did last year for year-end planning may not be what you do this year and might not be what you do next year. It, you, you know, it, it, we have to be more active than that. And you have to kind of look and say, you know, what's happening this year now that I'm in this year, right? And what changes or what maneuvers do I want to make? So sometimes, Carrie, I think the template's the same, meaning that um, this when we talk about th- this time of year, we're always looking to say, you know, first of all, do you need more cash to want mm-hmm. to end out the year, right? Right. Um, or do you do you think you would maybe you know and 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 that distinction between when do you really need the cash? Right. I mean, do you need it before December thirty first, or do you need it after January first? Right. Because and but the the idea is if you can identify that, then what you're doing is comparing that to you know as a process. You're saying, well, then obviously your cash reserve has gotten too low, right? right? Because you feel that it's not adequate enough, um, or maybe you're at your floor. You don't want your cash reserve to go any below, right? Right. 
So then you're looking to say, so what we're, what we want to know at this time of year is, you know, most of the year's done. Hopefully the surprises are out of the way and you can get some year to date data. You know, so in other words, where are you at in terms of how, you know, like a taxable position? Right. Um, you know, how, have you gotten your, have you requested your year to date? Gain law, you know, if you've got non qualified investments, you know, have you gotten your year to date gain loss report? Right. Have you, you know, one of the things we've been mentioning on this show for the last couple of months is that we're, you know, in many, many cases, a lot of our clients this year are, have a lot more interest income than they right. have in past years because the, in, the, those short term rates, money market rates, CD rates, they have all gone up tremendously in this in this uh, interest rate hike. So where in the past, we, we would say, oh, I had, you know, so I had X amount of interest right. last year. It's going to be about the same this year. Well, that might not be the case. But if it is, maybe you should relook at it and take advantage of those better rates. Maybe you left it in a checking that's not paying anything when you can move it to a savings, a money market or a CD. I mean, that's an issue too when people go back and check, but most people An are, opportunity. Right. Uh, most people are underestimating that. Also, do you know what your, you know, you think what your annual dividends were? were? And if you don't know and know where to get it, call your investment person as an estimate and trying to find out what are all the things going to hit your tax return this year and how much room do you have to create the cash flow? So, you know, we, so we'll talk. So I'll, I'll go through a, a kind of a, um, a case review of, 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 you know, kind of a given example. And I, I've, I've done this in, in the last few shows too. You can always go back and listen to our podcast. But the idea is saying, okay, okay, so getting that, getting that again, the, the template every year, getting where you are year to date. Do you need more cash or don't need more cash? In either case, do you have room? You, you were mentioning like right. playing the tax limbo game. How much tax room you have before you hit a next tax threshold that right. you don't want to go through? You know, you had mentioned the zero percent long term capital gains, right? Rates or where you, the IRMA adjustment, the income related monthly adjustment amount, where you start paying higher Medicare premiums. Right. Now, remember, there's a two year look back there, right? So your 2023 return actually will dictate what your 2025 and Medicare premiums. It gets premiums kind of confusing, but I mean, I think the no brainer is looking at the tax brackets. Like we had a client this week; she was able to pull. We do this every year. This year, she could take seven thousand from her IRA and not pay a dime in taxes because she's in a zero. She needs cash flow. She only needed five, but why wouldn't we take up to the zero? Then she has a cash reserve. She wasn't going to need expenses, but the first quarter she had some expenses coming up. So we figured out she could take another 7,000 and not pay a dime in taxes. And that's being very active, you know, and you you have to ask yourself, is anyone else helping with those decisions? Uh, Is a lot of times we don't see our client CPAs calling them at this time of year to go through those scenarios. Right. We, we don't see their investment advisors calling them up and going through these scenarios. Um, we're, we're, you know, in, in our, you know, coordinated effort, we're the ones that are telling our clients, yeah, let's schedule a three-way phone call with your uh, uh, CPA. Let's mm-hmm. schedule a three-way phone call with your investment advisor. Right. Let's talk about it. Are there any losses you can harvest? We have a lot of clients doing that this year. Um, so it, these are the, you know, the, the things. Now, the and and you kind of gave the the no brainer you know if right. you're in a zero bracket and you have IRA money why wouldn't you take mm-hmm. out of the IRA as much as you can to max out zero right that's an opportunity that goes away if you don't take advantage right. of it um and so that's a no brainer but what's your next threshold is it the 10% bracket 
Is it the 12% bracket? Is it where you still have the 0% long-term capital gain rate and qualified dividend rate? Is it where you, how much you, you could go before you, you create an IRMA threshold issue? Um, so we'll kind of talk about that. Um, some of the, some of the hot buttons out there, inflation. Okay. So Carrie, <laughs> so Carrie, did you hear the, how many times, you know, the, the sound bite, all, you know, the, the 11, you know, that, that, uh, you know, American families are spending an additional 11,400 more to keep their standard. If, if I had a dollar for every time I heard a politician or a talking head mention that number, Oh, okay. I wouldn't have to worry about inflation ever again. Okay. So, did you hear this? This no. eleven thousand four hundred dollar? No, I haven't. All right. So, it, what it was is, um, it, it, it the the soundbite was like the typical American household must spend an additional eleven thousand four hundred thirty four dollars annually to maintain the same standard of living as in January twenty twenty one. Okay, but this is this is another example of early on. You said a statistic. What does that mean to you? Okay, I was going to say that. There you go. But first of all, where did it come from, right? Because I'm like, who, who? I'm thinking going back to is that's probably because people were buying those Taylor Swift tickets, right? And <laughs> right. those tonight at Taylor. Yeah. So it was. Um, so it was. It, it came out of the U.S. Senate Joint Economic Committee, but it was the re, it was the Republican members who did it. It was, and it, they did an analysis of government data okay you know again we'll talk maybe you know we got the pce you know data okay. you know this week um which is the federal reserve's preferred inflation indicator the personal consumption expenditure so maybe we'll look at that a little bit what how that came out but so so they supposedly reviewed all this data and they came up with the eleven thousand four thirty four. Now, immediately the White House, um, obviously they said, well, they did a flawed analysis right. because they said, you know, hey, our records or our analysis, uh, says that on a per capita basis, disposable income has risen 16% since December of 2020. Okay. okay. Um, but like, like kind of what you were saying is I don't put any credence on either of these things, no. right? Because Average or typical in in a country of three hundred fifty million, why does that even matter? No, it's and and everybody's buying habits are different. We've talked on the show. You know, do you make different choices because things cost more? Some people will, some people won't. So, so Kara, I'll ask you. Okay, okay. are you spending two hundred twenty dollars more per week? No. (laughs) No, but I'm frugal, so no. But I'm not. I'm not nowhere near that. No. Okay, uh, but that's eleven thousand four hundred a year. Okay, no. Um, okay, or oh, did your pay go up twenty one thousand this year? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> mine didn't either. Yeah. So, so uh, there you go. But those are the averages. Yeah. According to the Democrats or the Republicans, uh, you know the the issue. The, so, why even care about what that right. number is? I mean, so the planning process is you go in and say, you know, sharpen your own elbows. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't ask your your neighbor, you know, how much more they're spending a week. Right. Um, maybe you have to figure out how much more you're spending. Well, did you see the um, numbers on Thanksgiving Day that was like up five? I talked about 5. that last week. Okay. You were with us last week. I okay. talked about. Well, the, the no, price... you talked about it before Thanksgiving, yeah. Well, but I'm saying the okay. Thanksgiving Day. Online sales were up five or were oh, you're five about the sales. I was talking sales. about the cost of a no, Thanksgiving no, no, no. dinner. Five point six billion 
Yeah, it was all- up 5.5% year over year. Black Friday was 9.8. They said even the physical retail store traffic was up 1.5%. I mean, Cyber Monday was 12.4 billion and it Record. was up it was up 9.6% year over year. Yeah, it, 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 we got really conflicting Black Friday Cyber Monday. Prior to it, it they were I, I mean the the shock lines were all over the place, right? Because um, people were starting Thanksgiving Day. Um, American Black Friday sales signal tough holidays for retailers. Black Friday Clearly spendathon not. doesn't lift gloom about the economy. Americans broke a record for spending on Black right. Friday. It was, it, and then yes. Cyber it's, Monday was even yeah. nine. You're talking 5.5%, well, then 9.6 for Cyber Monday? Here, there's, there's a bit of a wealth gap in this country. Or do you think people just make different choices? I mean, well, a lot of people are saying that a lot of those record Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Now, I, I did you go, did you, okay, so this year, Thanksgiving. Right. The stores were closed again, where maybe Which some were open. Which is good, yeah. Yeah. So, but they said big online shopping. Right, that's I think. what I'm saying. It was so up five point five percent. Did you do any online shopping on Thanksgiving? No. Either did I, because I spent a day with family. Right. Did you go out physically to Black Friday? No. Okay, I did just to kind of get a. I always just no. it's in my blood just to kind of get a feel. I went out late in the afternoon. Oh no, I, I didn't even the, go grocery shopping I, that whole weekend. I, I did groceries. Okay. I went to some of the big box stores. It was empty. Oh, really? I mean... Uh, See, I w- didn't even... We were, like, scrounging on the weekend because I was like, okay, okay. we're going to eat what... Because so, I was like, I don't want the crowds. I figured it would be super crowded. And empty. I- um, you know, now, I went late in the afternoon. I wasn't... Okay. You know, I don't know if they even have doorbusters anymore, but no, I mean... Yeah, they, were, they do, and they're early. Like, uh, I, I, like two weeks before even Thanksgiving, well, yeah, I was in I mean, JCPenney's. Black Friday is losing its, right. its original, you know, thought. And Cyber Monday as well as, too. I mean... It's Cyber Week, you know, or right. Cyber Month, Cyber Twelve, Cyber Year. You know, I mean, it's just the sales, and and I think there's a lot of you know. But but did you do any Cyber? Did you do any? I didn't necessarily shopping? on Cyber Monday, but I did probably this that Cyber Week in okay. the evening online just because. Right. You know, you get those emails, and I was like, "Oh, that's an idea for All Christmas." Right. So back to the eleven thousand four hundred soundbite that you know I just heard mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, so what were the main increases? And this is where w- when we talk about, okay, do these issues really matter to you? Not if they matter to your parents, not right. if they matter to your neighbors, not that it matter to your coworkers. Do they matter to you? Maybe that's where we got to be concerned about. All right. right? Uh, okay. So here are the main increases that led to that 11400 Average, typical American family. Okay. All right. Transportation, okay. housing, energy, and food. Okay. Okay. So let's go through them. Transportation. Well, yeah, I guess if you had to buy a new car, prices were way up. Right. But I didn't have to buy a new car this I year. I didn't either. So do I care about that? No, it's irrelevant. Me either. It doesn't, cha- it doesn't change my retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, now, all right. Um, housing. Well, yeah, again, if you're renting and mm-hmm. maybe your lease is up, you maybe you maybe your rent's going up or if you're looking to buy a home, maybe you know you're dealing with the higher prices cuz they haven't come down, right. right? Or the higher mortgage rates, but Carrie, are you buying a new home this year? No. No, either am I. I got a pretty good 
fixed mortgage right now. I do too. There's no way I'm going to move anytime soon. But nor do I have to be worried about that in terms of my my expenses. Right. Okay. Um, Energy. I don't care. I just filled up my car at the pump. It was under $3 a gallon. Who would have thought? I did this week because I took my son to a college visit, two fifty eight. I was like, we're stopping. Weren't we just talking about that a few yeah. weeks ago? About where, you know, so, you know, and, and that's, you know, that, and that's again why the, the adults in the room look at uh, core inflation, not headline inflation, because are you going to, you know, be, gas is back down so down now. Are you going to assume that all your other expenses are going to, no, it, no. It's, 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 you can't have it both ways. Okay, so yeah, so and I don't know. We'll see how the heating bills, you know, and and see how Mother Nature, tur- you know, teaches or t- treats us right. in the in the northern you know cities about you know who we have to deal with heating bills during the winter months. But um, okay, you keep your key turned down. Uh, somehow it magically keeps going back up, and I can't oh, figure out like why. Which person in your house is messing with it? Well, well, they all blame it's the thermostat that's doing it. Oh, sure, they're walking by, hitting the button. Because <laughs> every time I go by, it's like I said, well, "How did it get back up to that high again?" <laughs> um, I can't figure that out. All right, um, food. All right, I don't know. I got a dozen eggs last week in care, you know, under a dollar forty. Yeah. They're back down. All right. Um, now, I do agree that dining out has gotten crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. But to but is dining out, isn't it kind of discretionary? It depends on who you are. For some people, it's not. If you like. Really? Well, I'm saying there are like, I don't as much anymore. But honestly, when you're working a lot of hours and you don't like to cook, I'm not a good cook. I don't like to cook. I mean, I do it. I do a lot less. But you can also look for deals or, you know, do you go to Bob Evans or do you go to a high end restaurant? Well, that's kind of what I mean. To me, it's more of a what I call discretionary inflation. True. Um, Now, but I mean, you can kind of control it. Right. But for some people, that's like they lump groceries and eating out for them is eating out. It's the convenience. And but I mean, I, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is so if you can't afford the 10 percent increase in the cost of a Big Mac. Yeah. OK, get a cheeseburger. Right. OK. Um, and actually, the probably the, the calorie savings is probably a bigger right, win yeah. than the cost savings. You know how many calories are in a Big Mac? Here? It's ridiculous because I haven't had a Big Mac. They are so good and probably... <laughs> 20 years 563 calories that's it i yeah. didn't th- i for some reason i in my head it was over a thousand well if you get the whole big mac meal and you know fries and a, and a, and a sugar coke like, i remember as a kid like the big mac was so good they are good but i haven't had a big i didn't but know. i'm not gonna pay 10 percent more for one right I mean, uh, well, that's because you're a good cook, Mark. That makes a difference. The, uh, I, I just can't. Yeah. The malicious millennials. You know, I mean, I just can't. Oh, the DoorDash. Like well, we just, have clients, kids, well, the DoorDash. Well, $15 hamburgers mean nothing to them. Yeah. And I just, I, to me, I'm like, you could go. Now that I'll do. I mean, you can go. And when I meal prep, I do a bunch of burgers. And I mean, it's, so if you want to save some money at Mickey D's and save some calories, just get you know, just get the hamburger. Only two hundred fifty calories, Gary. Okay, and a lot cheaper. Um, but so, so it, the idea is all right. I don't, you know, maybe a better approach is not to get caught up with all the averaging. You know, the 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 internet is obsessed with telling us what the averages mm-hmm. are, and to, we keep saying. 
it's meaningless right in three with 350 million people or whatever 55 million people over age 65 you know i mean the the average retiree are you kidding me and and their surveys they 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 interview a thousand people right that's not us not really an accurate um but you know but the idea so so when we build a financial model what we can do is we you know number one maybe you want to know Hey, I I don't want to reduce my lifestyle. I Mark, I want the Big Mac, right? Okay. Which is fine. Then uh, then the plan is just we'll we'll show you if you can buy Big Macs for the rest of your life, right? In other words, we we well, let's let's spend time working on your expenses. Let's mm-hmm. let's break down your mandatory spending between your discretionary spending. And those are different different definitions to different people. Like for you, eating out is discretionary. For me, it's necessity for a good meal now and again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Everybody feels differently about that. Um and the and 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 let's model that out now. Um, and and again, if if you're if you do have to deal with inflation, which is not discretionary. In other words, if you have to get a mortgage right now, you got to pay the current mortgage rate. Right. That's not discretionary inflation. That's real inflation. Mm-hmm. But let's. Well, why don't we build a model saying can you afford? In other words, if you were planning on buying a, a house for a certain purchase price right. for the last couple of years, and you base that purchase price or you based a mortgage on the lower payment rate on that, yeah, you need to rethink that. Maybe we need to restrike your plan to make sure that can you still buy that same level of home, or do you have to? Cut back on it, or do you need to maybe pay more up front? And how do you create the down, you know, the money you need? Because say, you know, not only from the sale of the existing, but maybe you want to put more in because it's a higher rate. Um, it it you know you could also, you know, what was the other one where the Democrats came back on? Remember, they're saying that the dis, uh, the disposable income has gone up sixteen percent, right, or about twenty one thousand okay. a year. All right, well, maybe your maybe your pay didn't go up sixteen percent. Right, okay. that's not true of everybody. So maybe you don't want to build that into your plan if it didn't really happen for you. Or maybe you want to be really conservative and assume no pay increases. Or or yeah, or that just, would be more conservative, right? And so this is what this is what we mean by building your own plan. So, you know, and, and whether you're still working and talking about maybe your future pay increases or maybe you're already retired, mm-hmm. um, does your, if you have a pension, does that have a cost of living increase or, of course, Social Security? Now that we, we kind of know what the, the, the Social Security increases are and, and we can help our clients kind of, you know, project that out into the future. Mm-hmm. But these are the things. But if, if you want to use, if you want to, you know, get a, a, well, like you're saying, a more conservative plan. Then that's how we can tweak the dials. Right. As a matter of fact, when we build a financial model, we may be using two or three or more different inflation rates based on the characteristic of the expense. Mm-hmm. So you might want to ask yourself how many of your Monte Carlo analysis are doing that? Hmm. All right. Um, Not or, really. That or, just gives you a percentage. Or is of- there, yeah, or is your Monte Carlo ask, you know, basically saying how much do you spend a year and what inflation rate do you want to use? Which is, I guess, a good idea to gauge are you in the ballpark, but I think it's simplified. It's not as realistic as it could be. 
Now, what happens if you, you say, well, I want to, you know, you had mentioned the R word, right? Um, and this may be the mo- most anticipated Antici- recession. Oh, uh, but and back to and my word anticipating. So if you want to anticipate a recession, then let's build that in. Sometimes we call that plan R. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that the Federal Reserve has pretty much navigated the soft landing. Right. Um, you know, you know, they've gotten inflation down. Okay, not to their two percent target yet. You know, it may be a while, um, but also maybe there wasn't as much pain. Now, I'm not saying there was no pain, right? But Carrie, what were those sales for Black Friday? Not all huge, and yeah, and didn't we get GDP figures this week? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, we got the second reading of the third quarter GDP. Okay. So going back, remember the first quarter GDP came in at two uh, percent. Okay. Okay. Um, the second quarter, remember, there's three reads before they you know finalize it. Okay. I'm not going to give you all the first and second, but then then the second quarter it was at two point one percent. Okay. You know, a bit higher than the first quarter too. So then we had, now we're into the third quarter. So the first read on the third quarter, which we got in October, came in at 4.9%. We just this week got the second read, and it came in at 5.2%. Hmm. That's a lot higher. So where's the pain? Right around the corner, supposedly, if you read lots of headlines. Now, apparently they're saying the pain is right around the corner because um, what Americans have done is racked up their credit cards. Okay. Um, now, I have seen though those stats are not very good. Terrible. Right. Uh, was it a $1.8 trillion or something? Yeah, I think people are fine. Oh, you know what? I think they're just taking from the government's playbook. Just... Put it on your credit. Deal with it later. But the difference is the government doesn't have to pay it back. Right. You do. Correct. Or the other difference is the government just needs to raise taxes to pay it back. You can't do that. Right. Um, But the uh, as a matter of fact, you'll be paying for everybody else's debt um, because they'll raise your taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Well, don't get me down that path. Um, But anyway, so you know, our the labor market is is fine. Um, we've got inflation, you know, coming the way back down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got GDP strong. Um, where's the recession? Right around the corner. That's okay. what they keep telling right. us for what the last two years. But if you are concerned that this is all going to come crashing down, like the the projection that the Cassandras that are saying that in January and February, when, you know, because all those Black Fridays were done on credit cards, right. especially if they were done online, most of that was online shopping, right? And right. So it really increased. That's all done by credit card. And then the people are not going to be able to pay those, you know, credit card bills off. They'll default. And then that starts the spiral down. Right. And then the Federal Reserve, you know, they're still saying, well, maybe we will, maybe we won't raise interest rates again. Um, you know, so, but, it, but the point is, if you are concerned that the recession is right around the corner, especially if you're looking to retire mm-hmm. before, you know, in that same time period, 
Um, that's one of the first things that we, you know, that we're concerned about. Right. Is that, you know, you know, it's, it's our clients that say, Mark, oh, I know what's going to happen. The, you know, the day I retire, we're going to have a major economic downturn. And, and my 401k is going to become a 201k in my first year of retirement. Um, and those types of things. Well, let's, you can sit home on the couch and worry about it. And saying, I'm never going to be able to afford to retire. Hmm. Or we can be more active and build a financial model with a plan R, you know, looking at that. Right. And saying, okay, we want to, uh, you know, let's model in, you know, what happens if we do have a recession in the next 12 months, 24 months, whatever. And I do, you know, and, and now, see, in a weird way, it, it doesn't mean you're going to run out of money in that first year. It just means how your, your the longevity of your plan is going to be reduced. Right. And that you may still be okay or you may not be okay, but at least let's get some empirical data that kind of not just uh, you know how okay will I not be? Maybe I'm my definition, maybe my pot's not going to be as big as life expectancy, but I'm sure going to have enough to live on. Right. And yeah, oh, right. Or But that's how sometimes people are worried that really don't need to be and other people based on that current level of spending, especially when wages end, maybe they should be rethinking their expenses or it, their yeah. potential retirement date. And Mark, since you mentioned it, you know, the 401k to the 201k, maybe you need to know how much risk you really need to be taking on even though we don't do investments. When we build a model based on a conservative realistic growth assumption whatever you that may be, if you're taking on more risk than you need to be okay, maybe you need to make an adjustment in your allocations. Well, Carrie, are you saying that the uh, 60-40 portfolio is dead? No, I never say that's dead. But maybe you don't need to take on that risk. If it gives you peace of mind, if I can do all the spending I want to do and not be so much in the market, why not? So how is the 60-40 doing, Carrie? I don't know. Well, November was a great year Okay, in the market. November. <laughs> so the Dow Jones for November okay. was up um, 8.77%. Okay. Um, that's not a bad month, right? No. Like I said, that's not a bad year, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So that's the Dow Jones. How about the S&P 500? Okay. Um, do you know, you, know, you know what that was up during no. November? About 8.92%. But was that still most of the big ones, though? The, the Magnificent Seven? Yeah. yeah, it was probably. How about the... Na- oh, Kara, if that's Warfold, I'm not here. Okay. Um, so how about the NASDAQ? Hmm. Do you know what the NASDAQ was up for November? Five or six. 10.7%. Huh. Okay. Um, gold was up 2.8, 2. 2.85% okay. for the month. Okay. Um, how about year to date through November? Okay. Okay. So, um, go, uh, well, the Dow Jones is up 8.46%. So all that came back in November. All right. Remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about it's hard to time the market. Right. That's why it's, it's, it's hard to say the 6040 is dead forever mm-hmm. because you could have months like November. Right. And if you're not in the market, that may ruin your whole year. But if you're still in the market, it may save your year. Right. Okay. Um, so year to date, the Dow Jones, it wasn't doing much before November. Okay. But if you hung out, you know, 8.46% year to date. 
S&P up 18.97% year to date. The NASDAQ up 35.92% year to date. All right. Um, Gold up about 13% year to date. Okay. So gold is beating the Dow Jones, but it's still lagging the S&P 500. Um, But so now how about the 60-40? Well, Reuters, well, actually it's Bank of America. They came out. You know, we're taping the show on Friday, um, and they came out with a story and saying that the sixty forty portfolio did nine point six percent for November. Hmm. Okay. Um, now that was a really a global look. That okay. wasn't just using like the S and P five hundred and the uh, some type of American bond index. That was more of a global. But that still, they said. That was the biggest one-month gain since 1991. Wow. Okay, so so perhaps this – now, here's what – That's kind of good news for the holidays. But here's <laughs> what everyone's going to be disappointed because when you're going to open your end-of-the-year statements, you're going to realize that y- your 60-40 didn't do that well. Okay. Or that you didn't get whatever percentage of your investment advisor that, that has you in equities, it didn't do 20% okay. for the year. All right. That's why that's the Magnificent Seven problem right. that we talked about, right? Um, but it might also not mean that the, uh, that you might, you may still get your four to five percent if that's what you built your plan on. All right. Well, if you want us to look at these issues, you can call the estate planning team, whether if you're working and thinking about a future retirement, whether it's working part time and seeing if you can afford to, if you're before 65 and worrying about retirement and having to pay the hefty health care premiums, maybe that's not an issue. Or if you're in retirement and want to look at spending, creating tax efficient income, IRA distribution planning, Roth conversions or anything else, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation by phone or in person. Remember, we're scheduling in December and the first quarter of 2024. Our number is 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right, listen to Mark Dahlien, Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build these custom financial plans for over 36 years. And we, we again, it, we're all, we always seem like we're, we're saying the same thing over and over again, but that, Carrie, that's just the natural progression, right? Because we've been doing this for 36 years. Mm-hmm. The, the financial planning process, the, the analysis, the templates, it stays the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that if you've never done it before, it's new to you, right? And until you go through some of the cycles, meaning the, the, the you know what should I you know when we talk a lot of the times we talk about ma- plan maintenance, Carrie, right? Once you the, your initial model is built and you've made the retirement date or or right. whatever. Um, how to maintain it. And, and we think of along the calendar, you know, what you should be doing in the first quarter of the year, 
You know, what are you looking at? You know, that's getting your net worth in mm-hmm. saying, comparing, you know, are you on plan or, you know, and, and if you don't have a, a plan, you don't, how do you know if you're ahead of plan or behind plan right. on your net worth at the end of the year, right? Um, so you may be doing that in January, February, March. And then, and then the second quarter is usually tied up with the taxes, right? And mm-hmm. you're getting your tax return done and making sure that you're not, you know, you, you, you have a projection of what you think your taxes should be. If they're not anywhere near right. that, let's figure out why, right? Or, you know, do you have an overpayment? Are you going to credit carry for that? Are you going to ask for the refund? Or are you short? You know, at least have your safe harvest cover, things like that. Now you know, you know, when the tax return's done, now you also know what your previous year safe harbor is. Mm-hmm. So you can start estimating what you're going to do for taxes in the current year. Then, then the, you know, the third quarter, that's a lot of time where you may be updating your plan. Maybe you're building a plan or you have to change your plan A. Um, you know, and, and that's a good time to be doing that because you, you've, you've already reconciled your net worth. You've already got the taxes done. So now it's saying, okay, I've got to, you know, I'm going to make some new assumptions in my plan. And then the fourth quarter, that's where we get busy. What we're talking about today, the year end planning and, and getting, you know, and so that's kind of that cycle. Um, but I mentioned, you know, is there indications that inflation has peaked? So let's look at the PCE, right? And the you know personal consumption expenditures index. And again, as I mentioned, this is the Fed's preferred gauge for in- inflation. All right. So we can look at. Um, let's start with headline. Okay. So headline annual year over year came in at three point zero percent. That's the, you know, I think it, it was, I think it, it was 3.0 back in June, but outside okay. of June, it, you know, that's the lowest, you know, that, that's, that's definitely the low. Remember, it started the year at about 5.4. And, okay. And, and, um, and it, the 3.0 came in better than was expected. Oh, you know, the economists were thinking about 3.1%. So that's, and that's headline. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody wants to use, right? Okay. You know, because it includes switch? food and energy. Right. All right. Um, now, the monthly, the 30-day, uh, was flat. Okay. Didn't go up at all. 0.0. Okay. Like Bluto's um, grade point average. Okay. Um, you don't remember that, Carrie, do you? No. Animal House. Did you ever see that movie? No, but I li- I wasn't allowed at the time. I think your I think your parents would allow you to do it now. Karen. Oh, I'm sure, but I wasn't allowed. But I did. I was allowed to listen to the cassette soundtrack, which yeah. the music was good. But I couldn't zero point zero. <laughs> um, all right. Um, again, that's headline. Now, if you want to look at core, that's really what the Fed looks like. Well, guess what? Core is higher than headline right now. Okay. So all you people that say never use core, you want to use headline the lower number? Okay. Or now you're going to switch and say, I'm going to use core because that's the higher number. Or does it matter and I'm going to use my own what um, cost right. is? But anyways, annual, year over year, core came in at 3.5%. Okay. Uh, remember, headline came in at 3.0%. So that's close. And the monthly came in at 0.2%, not 0.2%. Zero. Okay, came in. So, but clearly indicating, you know, the 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 inflation has peaked. Um, If you look back at um, the PCE just through the year, it was remember it was real sticky at the four point six, four point seven. It was running between four point six and four point seven for the first half of the year, and then in the second half of the year, it's steadily gone down. 
from that 4.67, you know, uh, percentage down to now 3.5 um, on the core. Um, so there you go. So there is indications that um, inflation has peaked. And, and so back to how we, and we had talked about this for, la- you know, for, a lo- for the last year or so, is that maybe this is the time that you want to restrike your expenses, right? Because if you, because I agree that um, inflation, even though the Fed says they've got more work to do, they want to still hold get down to their target two percent. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very difficult, and we don't know how long that's going to take. Right. But the idea is, yeah. The prices we're in we're in disinflation. In other words, inflation is going up at a slower rate. It, I, yeah, I agree. It doesn't mean that all the prices are going to get back down to where they were before the increases. Right. All right. So maybe though, then now that we think that the increasing inflation has stopped, maybe this is a good time to strike your new expenses. Right. Especially if you haven't done that since prior to you know twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. All right. And now you're getting a new base, so to speak. Okay, and now we can play the different scenarios of how much, how much higher inflation for longer do you want to book? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be conservative and think we're going to be at this level at your current level expenses with maybe three to four percent inflation for another year or two? Do you want to be? Do you want to say, or do you want to say you even want to be more conservative than that? Um, so this is what we can do. This is what we are doing for our clients. And like I said before, we may use different inflation rates for the different characteristics. For example, the discretionary spending, that was our argument. You can control a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to bury all your discretionary spending in with your mandatory living expenses. If your real estate taxes go up, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Right. You know, and things like that. But travel, if you had budgeted 10000 a year for travel, but now that same trip's going to cost $12,000, you don't have to do that. You could still mm-hmm. take a nice trip for 10000 Or if, let's say, you mark, no, I want that $12,000 well, trip. I was going to say, what if that's my dream trip, my bucket list, okay. so well, I'm going to pay that difference. Or can you still afford that? Or, right. by the way, let's say it wasn't a bucket list. Let's say that's what you wanted to do for 10 years. Right. Well, now maybe you can only do it for eight years. That doesn't mean it's an all. I think a lot of times people are it's all or nothing, and it's not. Right. It's usually how much over what time frame or what. It's sometimes small adjustments that people can't see the long-term outcome 10 years down the road, 15 years, 20 years. Yeah, but I also blame the investment advisor industry because typically, and ask yourselves, if you got a Monte Carlo analysis from one of your investment advisors five years ago, have they ever updated it? Mm. See, our approach is, is by the time we print out, the financial plan is outdated. Before well, the ink is really. dry. Well, um, because then, like, well, I know in the end of December, January, I'll start sending out the net worth updates, and then we're going to see, are you ahead of plan? Are you short of plan? Was it spending? Was it the market? Right. And, you know, and because we run things conservatively, thankfully, unless there's a big issue, most people are ahead of plan or right on track. Right. It's just, it's just we're very active planners, and, mm-hmm. and it's getting into that cycle, saying, okay, what if I'm working on my financial planning, what should I be doing in the first quarter of the year, second quarter, mm-hmm. third quarter, fourth quarter? And when you go through some of those cycles for our clients that have done that, it, it's they it, they say, Mark, I don't know how I was ever going to be able to do this 
if I didn't ever know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, well, now I get it. That's what we're trying to achieve. All right. Call the estate planning team for a free, no obligation consultation by phone or in person or sign up for our new newsletters. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, Karen. So let's go through a, a kind of a case scenario about what an example of what we mean by year in planning, right? And 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 the idea of saying, okay, this time of year, all right, where are you? Where do you stand? Like I said, do you need more money before the end of the year? Have you make sure you've got your required minimums done? You don't mm-hmm. want to miss those. Have you got your tax safe harbors covered? Do you need to make an adjustment? Do you need to? You know, in other words, if you haven't done your RMD yet, right. how much withholding do you need to do on it, right? right. Things like that. Don't miss an uh, RMD. Now, let's say you don't have RMDs yet, or let's say you like your beginning of the uh, the show's uh, example of right. the client who's in a zero tax bracket at this time of the year. Right. Well, how, by the way, you don't need any more money. Your cash reserve is okay. Well, can you still, I mean, why if you can max out zero, why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. You just turned your IRA into a Roth IRA. Right. All right. Um so in this particular case, we had a couple, and they're they were retired. Um, they had some pensions. They had some so they had some social security. Um, interest in dividends around eighty five hundred. Um, their social security benefits were around around sixty grand. Okay, mostly his. She had a small one because she also had a public pension um, of about you know twenty five thousand. So it, you know. Capital gains, we got a year-to-date capital gains report from their investment advisor. They, they had about 5,000 capital gains. So, so basically, their adjusted gross incomes coming in around 88,000, Carrie, right? Um, they have the $30,700 standard deduction. Okay. Okay. So they're, um, they're, they're solidly in a 12%, you know, marginal federal tax rate. Okay. Now, and they already had, um, so what we're projecting, um, what their taxes are going to be, we're working with their CPA, we're running the numbers, um, the total federal tax about 5,500, they already have more than that paid in mm-hmm. through withholding and things like that. Right. So that's another one of the thresholds sometimes we look at. So right now they could either just wait around for a refund right. of a couple thousand or they could take money out of their IRA to kind of use up the taxes they already got paid in. Right. So instead of waiting around for a refund, they're just going to do a Roth conversion. Up to that amount, using up the taxes that are already paid in. Right. So they could do about a four or $5,000 Roth conversion that would use up the taxes. So they're not going to get a refund on April 15th, but they've in between they're also now, not going to owe. Right. And also this, now this four to 5,000 is, is already in the, the tax free wrapper. And it'll lower future minimums, by the way, by getting the balance out. Now, uh, the next level threshold for that, we didn't stop there. The next level, th- usually we typically start by doing the next four th- tax thresholds. Okay. So the next one would be their 0% long-term capital gain and qualified dividend rate. Okay. And again, for, you know, uh, you know, married filing jointly for 2023, you can have taxable income up to 89250 Okay. A lot of we still don't think there's no. a, a many people enough people taking advantage of that, right? You know, we call that the Mitt Romney tax planning, right? Right. Um, so, 
So from that standpoint, so they said, well, yeah, well, Mark, how much of a Roth conversion can we do? And the solution was about 17000 Okay. So they could do a $17,000 Roth conversion and still have a, their long-term capital gains and their qualified dividends taxed at zero. Hmm. All right. Um, they're still, by the way, at this point in the 12% bracket. Mm-hmm. So next one, logically, well, Mark, how much could we take out to max out the 12%? Because by the way, that 12% in 2026 is scheduled to go back up to 15%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 25,000 Roth conversion. Okay. See, this is, this is what your TurboTax can't do. And by the way, if something happens to the both of them, it's tax free to their kids. Well, I, we don't have time to get into that. Okay. Here. I'm just, um, you know, all the benefits of the Roth right. conversions. Um, and we just want one more. We talked about the Irma threshold. That's one a lot of our clients don't want to go right. through. Uh, remember, that's a two-year look back. So your 2023 return actually affects your 2025 Medicare premiums. But the first, you know, the level, the first threshold level right now is 206 modified just gross income. They could do about a $75,000 Roth conversion and, and still okay. stay under that. But now, but here's where I want to expand on it, Carrie, in the minute we have left. So you're getting this idea that this is what you go through every year. Mm-hmm. What you did last year might not be what you do this year. Right. Now, in some years, when we count, we're saying Roth conversion, but in some years, the client needs more money to spend. Right. It's the same tax. Right. So in other words, we would just replace the Roth conversion and say, okay, you could take out, you know, in the case of maxing out the 0%, you could take out $17,000 to spend or right, to build maybe your cash it's a reserve. Travel or your winter getaway. I need a new car that year. Yeah. In, in other words, it's not only, it, it, and some years, if you say, well, I've got room to do $20,000, you know what? Some years you may need 10 of it to build up your cash reserve. So the other 10 you convert. Mm-hmm. See, this is what we, this is the idea. This is the thinking. These are the pathways we're going down. And that's why our clients say, wow, I never even thought about that. Right. All right, hear the music. All right. Call the estate planning team for a free consultation by phone or in person. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 